Welcome to every album ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always by my plaid clad co-host Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is every album ever the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode. And today we'll be discussing every album by St. Vitus. Hope y'all like Doom. Ooh, because otherwise... This will be a bad episode if you don't like Doom. Yeah. Uh, this is a question on Patreon by Edward. Thank you so much, buddy, for, for, for supporting us and hanging out and giving us your money and asking us to listen to metal. That's always fun. Um, before we get into all the stuff, if you want to support us, you know you want us. Please, for the love of God, you know you want to support us. Why wouldn't you want to support us? I mean, there's plenty of reasons. Don't answer that. Fuck you. <laughs> YouTube, leave comments, share, tell your buddies, like subscribe all that PZ almighty algorithm because we are going to die if you don't please you don't want us to die uh, you can also find a spotify playlist on st vitus you can find a link in the description uh as well as uh place associated with every other episode that we've done you can find them all at every album ever.com and uh of course <laughs> patreon.com slash every album ever there you go bonus episodes way more bonus episodes than usual uh super duper almost permanent early access to the loose ends episodes because we're not even throwing them on the main feed they're just hanging out on patreon uh 20 off all merch you get to see our schedule in advance you get to vote on polls to, to decide who we cover next and most importantly most importantly Tier two, the bigger than Jesus tier there, you get to actually request artists for us that we will actually cover. Uh, we can't do non-paid requests anymore. We just can't. We don't have that many weeks in the month. There's just too many requests. So go there if you want to do that. It's very fun. Good. Plus, all the people there are awesome. Uh, we'll be, I think we're going to be setting up a Discord sometime soon. That's the dream. For all y'all to mingle, share your thoughts and ideas and your taste in music. That's what we. That's why. That's why we're here. That's why we're here to for, bond with all the music. freaks. For yeah. the freaks, unlike uh, <sighs> Vin Grimes in uh, Con Air when he's uh, fantasizing about being on the beach, sipping mai tais, surrounded by a bunch of dirty naked freaks. Anytime you can make your life a little bit closer to Con Air, I think. I think that's that's, that's <laughs> the only way to. to that's make the goal. It. Yeah. I think so. Wife and kids. Uh, uh, uh. I'm going to be hanging out with Dave Chappelle and John Malkovich. Okay. Anyway. And the, the Puerto Rican guy from, I only know two movies he did, Hackers and Con Air. Well, you know, what else do you need? He's he's the effeminate guy in both movies, which oh, is crazy. I already know what you're talking about. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so St. Vitus, St. Vitus, you know oh, them. Oh, real quick. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I this it will have been out for a while by the time this comes out, but I recently visited our UK or not visited, but I did a podcast called Unsung. They're pretty much our UK counterparts, like I said, and uh, we discussed ELO's time, which Mike hated. Yeah, but I loved and that's kind of the gist of their podcast is these you know, for someone like me, overlooked albums, and we make our pitch for why they're overlooked, and it was great. It was fun. Um, that was our very first episode, ELO, so I kind of went back in time. It was fun revisiting that. We talked mm -hmm. about lots of things. They're they're great guys, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to plug that. Sweet, sweet guys. I'm glad I had you on. Yes. Um, I'm glad you had fun. Everyone check that out, please. We love God. Uh, so St. Vitus. Yes. Well, you know them a lot. Well, 
I mean, we, we also we did a uh, Shrine Builder. Uh, wait, not too long ago, but long yes. enough ago. Uh, check that one out; it's very fun. It's of course the super group with Scott Kelly, Dale Crover, and uh, what's his name, Elsa Cisneros. Yes, and, and, Wino. and Wino, of course. Oh, that's why that's why we're here, Wino. And we've done plenty of SST bands like Black Flag, Minutemen. Yep. There's possibly others, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. There's I'm, been a lot of episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that blew my mind. Out of everything here, th- that they were on SST in the '80s blew my mind the yeah. most. I mean, I guess I had known that for a while, but um, this is a a perfect band for the podcast because. Really, I had only heard like two or three albums, and I've I've seen Saint Vitus live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Wino is just one of the craziest characters in rock music. But uh, yeah. for the most part, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now because that that sentence said it all. Yeah, but I'll I'll tell you right now. What's I'll that? Tell you right now. Uh, all I knew of Wino was that some bits and pieces of him being a wild man and also the shrine builder stuff. I am now a wino fan. Are you? He is the only reason this band is even remotely good. And I, I I would tend to agree with that. Yes. Everything that he's on, I pretty much am on board with Mm -hmm. and even like a lot. Everything else I'm, I'm out. I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm almost completely out. He's, so much more talented than everyone else in this band is the way he writes, not just his songs. Cause there's not too many, but the songs mm-hmm. that he writes are almost like fucking 10 times out of 10, the best songs on the album, his contributions vocally, his vocal hooks are the only truly unique vocal hooks in the entire band's discography. It's insane how like his vocals fit the, like the doom sludge metal aesthetic and I wouldn't say they're super unique, but they're also very like him. Like, like I can't really think of another singer to compare him to. Um, he's got character. He's got character and personality. He's he's a good singer. He's not like a crazy virtuoso dude. But we we learn in this band, you don't need to be throwing fucking vibratos everywhere to be a good singer. No, like it's your choices that matter. It's how you do it. It's your confidence. He's got it all, baby. He's got it all. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure it was fueled by meth, but he's got it all. He's got a little too much confidence. Um, <laughs> he's ready. Um, I will say my, and maybe we'll get around to it one one day when we need to uh, beef up the our, our episode count. But I remember my first introduction to Wino was that Probot album. He's, Probot, yeah. He's the on the opening track for, for people wondering who is this guy. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of guests on that album. Yes, I mean, he's the opening track that's probably like the most popular thing he did but Mm -hmm. um and i after this i really want to cover the obsessed now oh yeah yeah yeah, i from my memory i yeah i'm a little more interested in the obsessed after this yeah so before we go go too much into the same vitus history why is and i would like specific examples if you got them is Wino such a psychopath and why is he crazy and why is he notorious? Because it's hard to find stories online. It's like, it's, I couldn't find that much info of why he's so fucking wild. I think, or how. Yeah. I mean, that could be like a whole other thing. And I was thinking about maybe doing it, but I didn't have time. I, I think if you dig into like maybe interviews on YouTube, mm-hmm. like it's not even like stories about Wino. Like he will, he will tell. 
people. Yeah. I did watch one interview. Well, I watched a few couple of interviews, but the one, the first one I saw, it was hysterical because it was him in his garden. It was around 2010. Yeah. And this is probably maybe the same one. I'm sure it is yeah. because once I go into the details, um, it, it is a checks all the boxes because he's talking about how he got sober and how yes. he is sober. Hell yeah. So he's, he's telling, talking about how he, he's sober now. And it's like, if you've been around anyone in recovery, you've heard the speech. Mm-hmm. I've heard the speech. I know. I know the, <laughs> the fucking cadence of it. The the optimism. The the confidence of like, oh yeah, I'm done. Like, yeah. Are you done? Are you done though? Are you yeah. Done? So he's talking about how he's done. How he he's, he loves his life now. He has his wife and uh, I think his kid, mm-hmm. and he's in his garden. And also, in that garden, he this grows chili peppers I and think. he eats them raw yeah and i, I hear <laughs> and what i hear is that you can you can eat a bell pepper raw, like fucking oh, raw. bell peppers ain't nothing well that's what he was eating in the video yeah, yeah. but okay never mind it's like, been a while since the I've thought of it. eating a bell pepper raw makes me fucking sick like how dare you how dare you do that but, i've i've tried to do that i've tried to get better eating habits so i've been snacking but, but the thing is uh from a garden Oh, you can like, do that. Yeah. Like the same with tomatoes. You fucking get a tomato out of the garden. That shit's sure. delicious. It's it's a different thing. Yeah. It's a different thing. Anyway, digression. <laughs> He's talking about his sobriety and, and why he got sober. And he said it was because of his his wife or girlfriend. I think his wife. And now wife. Who I I I don't know if he's still with this woman, but I'm pretty sure that's his sugar mama. I hope so. Yeah. Because well, he's talking about how he met her and on their first date, they go to a party and he was still drinking. He'd already moved back home from LA because he was dying from all of his, his abuse. He moves back home. He's pissing off his parents because he is fucking up their, their, their townhouse or wherever the hell he was staying. And he's, you know, he's, he's passed out on the floor in the middle of the day. So he's in that stage. He's still still drinking. He meets her. He goes on a, on the first date to a party, and he's chatting up with this dude, this guitar player, who, and he's like, "Hey, you know what? You know, we, I'm trying to put something together. Why don't we why don't we jam out?" And the guy is like, "Really? Like, no, nah, you wouldn't you wouldn't like what I do. You wouldn't like what I'm into." He's like, "You'd be surprised. I'm into all kinds of stuff. He's yeah. throwing all these names." And the guy he said was like, "The guy was getting more and more hostile the more I was trying to be friendly with him." I was like, "Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Let's take a step back because." Yeah. Many of us have had conversations with drunk people. Now, I'm sure they think they're being friendly. I'm mm-hmm. sure they really, really believe that they're being friendly and we're the ones being like, hey, step off, it. dude. Yeah. Hey, what the fuck? Usually it's not that. Usually it's they're being really aggressive and we're just trying to get away. And sure. they take that as a sign of aggression. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. This is just how I'm seeing his story. So he says that finally the guy was being uh, too too rude, and he says, "Hey, man, you're pissing me off." Now, when a when a drunk man says you're pissing me off, you've lost. You need to leave the room immediately. <laughs> yeah. You're done. He says that the guy said, "What are you going to do about it?" And then uh, wind up proceeded to uh, put him in the hospital. Yep, <laughs> like full ambulance and everything, blood everywhere. The girl, uh, I get, I don't know what happens that night, but the next day he calls her up saying, "You want you want to get together?" And she's like, "You're a little too wild for me." All right. Sure. A little too wild. And he says, hey, okay, okay. And he says, it was that moment I decided to get sober. I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to lose this one. I was like, that's very sweet. That's super sweet. And then he said, and then he said, <laughs> how he gets sober. Well, I'm glad you asked, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I, I did I didn't go conventional conventional means. Yeah. I took a heroic dose of mushrooms <laughs> in the desert and decided decided to let nature work itself out. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> and and here's the thing, I don't even I don't discredit that at all. I think it did work. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> he definitely he relapsed. Obviously, I mean like he definitely relapsed. Uh but mushrooms will do some shit like that. It'll for sure do some shit like that. It doesn't really replace like the work that goes into recovery. It's, sure. It's, it's not, you can't just fucking, it's not a miracle. There's no, there's no cheat code to it. It's fucking tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the interview I saw on how I got into St. Vitus. Um, that is from a documentary called such Hawks, such hounds. Uh, if people are fans of doom, stoner, sludge metal, uh, check that documentary out. I don't know how or where it's available. I own it on DVD. Holy um, shit. So yeah, that was that's when I was like, he is a fucking crazy person. I need to hear the music this guy makes. He's a fun guy. <laughs> like maybe <laughs> maybe not when he's fucking uh, doing meth. Like the most recent ones was he was reunited with Saint Vitus and uh, he got caught with meth in Norway. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and. uh they, they they sent him home. They put yeah. him in jail for like I don't know how long. Not not long. Mm-hmm. And they sent him home. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, my bad, my bad, dog, my bad." <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, it's wild having kids and doing meth. What a uh, <laughs> the man looks like what he is a wino. <laughs> you know he doesn't. I, love him, though. I haven't seen him lately, but the last time I saw him, I would expect him to look more like a um. The singer from Pentagram, Bobby, whatever that guy, that guy looks like how Wino lives. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. This guy looks like a couple versions of Death. Yeah, um, and then the Pentagram documentary is also like this hard to watch. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so that was that was the same one I saw back in the day, and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I definitely should watch more. Like when I can't sleep, I should just type in Scott Wino Weinrich. Weinrich, yeah. Uh, or is it Weinrich or Weinrich? I think it's Weinrich. It looks probably Weinrich. You're better at pronouncing last names than I am. Uh, now I don't know. Well, he, he doesn't strike me as Jewish. <laughs> is, is that a Jewish name? Sounds like it. Maybe he is Jewish. You know, I never know. Um, Okay, so now the actual band. Yes. So uh, it's yeah. a Dave Chandler band, basically. Yeah, basically Dave Chandler, the guitar player, is the the guy who started it. Um, and for the most part, until the later years, the members don't change except for the the singers. Yeah. Uh, so we got Dave Chandler on guitar, Mark Adams on bass, Armando Acosta on drums. And then, uh, yeah, 79 in Lomita, California, they'd bring in Scott Riegers. Scott Riegers, this this man, oh man. Like, I've got some feelings about him, and I'm glad I did, because initially I was just like, eh, whatever, but he, he kind of grew on me in ways. He grew apart from me. Apart from Very me. quickly. <laughs> like, and it got worse as it, because he... Him, he's basically as consistent as Wino. He's on his just as many albums as Wino. And then, yeah, I, I think like the current state of the band is sometimes they tour with Scott, sometimes they tour with Wino. Yeah, and obviously, I'm sure Scott's uh, a lot more reliable. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I, I'm going I, to guess he doesn't I, have I, meth I, on him at all times. Yeah, I'm going to guess that too. But you, 
If you get wine, oh, that's the winning. That's the winning line. <laughs> oh, that's that's the lineup I've seen live. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't want to see. Uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Listen, I, they were very influential. I'm sure people like them <laughs> with whoever. But God damn, and like there is one other singer, and we'll talk about that when it comes up. But I mean, I was like, I, the. the it's just the singer changing, but it, it changes everything. The whole dynamic. It everything. Does. The whole yeah. feel of it. It's it's like a different, not, it's kind of a different band. Yes, yeah, so this is the, the doom metal version of Van Halen. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know, in a way. Yeah. In a way, you, why not with David Lee Roth? Yeah, you got yeah. two prominent singers that people could go either way with, and an unfortunate third one no one fucking cares for. <laughs> that is, that's true. Yeah. It was only one other guy, right? The dude on Van Halen 3. Yeah. I wrote his name down because I thought I knew what it was. And because uh, I, I make that comparison, I blew my load. I was going to save it for the album. Uh, Gary Sharon. Oh, Sharon. Oh, I remember now. Oh, yeah, I fucking yeah. hate that album. Oh, yeah. go check out Van Halen episode. That was uh, episode 18 or something. That was a good one. Uh, but yeah. So altogether, the same virus has uh, nine albums. And uh, I, the oh. price. Does that, oh, I should say, you know, very, very slow at the time in L.A., you know, you do the thrash speed thing. Yeah. Slayer or Metallica is doing or you do the glam thing. Your Motley Cruz, whoever else. Uh, these guys said no. Yeah. None of that. And so they were kind of rejected by the metal scene. Yeah. And I, Greg Ginn was like, hey, these guys are great. You should come play with us. And and, yeah. and, and their friendship with uh, Black Flag is what led to them getting signed with SST. That's so wild and so awesome because th that's, I mean, say what you will about Greg Ginn being a fucking psycho cat man, but he really did live that, that entire aesthetic of like, Punk is just what is different, and he's trying something that maybe not, maybe might not be popular. But if you're being creative, and, who fucking cares? If it's good, in, who cares? And in the '80s, these guys were very different. Absolutely, yeah. And it, it, also, you look at the time period; it's around the same time that Black Flag was go doing My War and going slower and doing creating sludge metal. Probably basically. had an influence, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is not a coincidence. Everybody like they kind of know each other. It's. It, Black Flag was so fucking good. God damn it. <laughs> Check out that episode too. Uh, anyway, uh, nine albums, nine albums. First album came out in 1984. Last one, 2019. So there's a possibility that they will keep making albums. It is possible. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, but also a little annoying. Uh, you got two self-titled albums, which makes uh, Apple Music a nightmare. Does it? For me, anyway, because uh, they have different album covers, they do. But you know what? It, you know what happened what, to me, what's and that? I couldn't stop it from happening. If you add one, and then you add the second one, it puts it in the same album. Oh, okay, okay. So in order for them to be separated into two different albums, you have to delete. You can only have one at a time. Mm, well, so long term, I'm only having one of these in my library. Long term, so. I'm having none of these. <laughs> But oh, I do know man. which one I would I would have the two. Yes. Anyway, uh, yeah. First one, nineteen eighty four. Last one, twenty nineteen. Uh, this is. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hell yeah! So this is the first self titled, nineteen eighty four. My my first impression of this uh, album was that the the low quality hurts it. 
Yeah. But it's it's grown on me over the years. I I do think it is kind of charming now. It sounds like total dick, but again, it it doesn't really hurt. Also produced by Dez. Pro- produced by Dez Cadena. I didn't I didn't even know that. That's uh, insane. Yeah. No wonder it sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> There it is, Scott Riggers. I like. Oh my God. He doesn't go like, like the, uh, like the Judas Priest route though. He doesn't have the range for it. That's the only reason he doesn't <laughs> do it. That's the only thing stopping him. I like. Listen, he has a good. He's he can sing. He is a good uh. singer. He just does the same shit over and over again though. Mm-hmm. I, I think because this album is so short, I'm, I'm fine with it here. Um, knowing that we're going to have going to nine albums, it is kind of nice that it is like this night and day thing, knowing yeah. when Wino comes in, it's going to be very different. But yeah, unless you are like... A particular fan of this kind, like I don't, I, see, I don't see how this could like win anyone over. But it's a, it's a little goofy. Uh, and, and here's the, I liked his voice at first because I wasn't expecting. Oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's not like it. It kind of fits in a weird way because it's just such. I mean, that song wasn't the slowest, but it's. Still, like really heavy and grimy and dirty as fuck. So you don't expect this this uh, little whaler up there. But by the end of the album, I'm like, fucking all right, dude. Really? Because <laughs> and I think honestly, sorry. Oh, go this, for it. No, go for it. This is my favorite album with Riegers. Like, I agree ter- with that in terms of what how he sounds. Mm-hmm. I think he he only sounds worse from from after this. Yeah, this I this think the songwriting is also better. Um, like like afterwards. You have white magic, black magic, and I yeah. was trying to figure out why I like that song. And why I really like that song. I think it's because the baseline, really. And mm. I think on a lot of songs, due to the sludgy doom nature, um, you know, this is not a, a band you listen to for the, the bass, particularly. But there is this like really charming bass riff that is prevalent on there. Mm-hmm. That song, well. This band is a uh, is very Sabbathy, very Black Sabbathy. They they like Black Sabbath. I don't know if you yes. caught that. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't. Point. I didn't. didn't catch that. <laughs> they are big old fans of the Sabbath. That was, I mean, the first the, even the intro track is is a little Sabbathy, but that one was like, oh, oh okay. no, that's the most. Okay. No, that's the most for sure. And, but like, I don't I don't really care for the song t- very much at all. But I do dig that chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have moments for me. Overall, this is this whole thing I felt was very hit or miss. Uh, I think Barrel at Sea is by far the best track on here. I I'm debating what my favorite track on here, but yeah, the last I, the or side two, right? Uh, side two is definitely. Strong. I think that's definitely where it's at. That's where yeah. the the you're like, okay, there's something unique about this band. Yes. Um, Barrel at Sea is by far the most like dynamic. Um, it's heavy. It's evil. It's rad. Yeah. At first, at first, 
because it follows psychopath which is like you know a, a slow burning doom yeah. song yeah nine minutes the psychopath is nine minutes yeah. and then i was a little worried burial at sea was going to do the same but it picks up the pace yeah. it does all these great things and um yeah i would i would say this does a decent balancing act between you have like your your thrash i don't want to say thrash but you know a little more upbeat sabbath stuff in the beginning and yeah. then the slower oh yeah slower stuff yeah. at the end and again it's not crazy doom because they just it didn't exist yet they're mm-hmm. kind of developing it but it is slower and uh that's the funny thing about the psychopathic like, i don't i don't know why i like it like i don't think it's very well written uh scott sound i hate the way scott sounds on there it's fucking nine minutes of the same thing and it still kind of works it does kind of work and um you do it does make you appreciate or me kind of like appreciate the melvins like how they took this formula and really like turned it into like compare like psycho the psychopath to boris and it's like it's not even it's not even close oh no they're basically different genres but yeah yeah, it's i i don't mean to be like throw that song under the bus but just the way the music evolved from this to the melvins uh also uh, which i'm just seeing here where it's sad and interesting this was recorded in 1982 and it was delayed the same reason my war was delayed by Black Flag because of the lawsuits that SST was in. Yeah. What a fucking bummer. Yeah, because... Holy shit. Yeah, this... I know they listen to, like, Blue Cheer, but, like, if this came out, like, 82, it would have been even, like, crazier. That's the thing. Listening to this with the context of, oh, this is 80, this is an 84, this is 82. That's even, that's even crazier. Yeah. It's not, like, the most... Again, it's not the most revolutionary album, but it is a style that was not played very much. It's like the ideas are there, but the style is not refined to the point. It's still a lot of traditional heavy metal is in there. Especially sure. with Scott doing his... Oh, God damn, that never stops being funny, man. <laughs> it, it only gets funnier. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, interesting, interesting debut. Uh, rough, but you see, you see, you see the potential. Hell yeah! Yeah, if you're a fan of the genre or the band, I think there's definitely has its charms. But now we're on to the second. This one is a little bit. Um, I'm not sure how you listen to it because on, I just listen to it in order. No, no, I mean because um, on streaming, the the next album is coupled with the second with the first EP. Yeah, and it's put at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I listened to the EP. So yeah, and then uh, so um, before before we go into it, uh, I did both. I listened to it with the EP and then listened to it separate. Yeah, uh, and I think I think we probably talk about let's just talk about it. Who gives a fuck? Okay. Uh, yeah. So this yeah this is 1985's the uh, the Walking Dead EP and Hollow's Victim. Man, that was so punky. Welcome to darkness. Imagine you just kept like the ugly like that. Yeah. I mean, he does lean into it more in later albums for sure. Uh, so this is, yeah, this is technically the, the the opening track to the Walking Dead EP. Yes. I don't mind this song, and I did do dig those those bells. Yes, uh, the drumming is uh, 
again, this uh, guitar and vocal band, but uh, here and there was some yeah. some nice drum playing. Like every 80s metal album, though, that double bass sucks. Oh, they haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. I think it was worse on the first album, though. That on the first album, the dope playing sounded like it shook the whole room. Yeah. Uh, let's, trip, let's put on the, the opener to the to the record. Okay. Oh fuck! Let me note this out. Uh, and then. And then, wars are destiny is the okay. opener to Hollow's victim. Now this sounds like an intro song, <laughs> just because of all the feedback. That's true. Thing that this um, streaming version does that I do not like because it was taken from a CD reissue. Oh, it, yeah. it puts track two of Ho's Victim uh, before this song, so it just screws it's up, the, it screws up yeah. the order. Yeah, so I, I literally made a fucking playlist to have it in the right <laughs> order, which we will have to do for another album with Wino later on, by the way. Fucking insane. Apple sucks. It's a little more like galloping than the the stuff on the EP too. Well, it's not necessarily gallopy. It's just slower and like mid pace. I gotta say though, that fucking drop in tempo feels wonky. You know, I guess this would be a band to play with drops and tempos. Yeah, it just this feels uneven. Destiny. Dude, all he does is follow the fucking guitar lines like like late era Ozzy. Yeah. The laziest bullshit you could possibly do. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Anyway, I, I enjoyed this a lot less than the first album. I t- I totally agree. I thought the EP was more interesting. I like the way the the EP holds up. Um, yeah, White it, Stallions is the closer on the EP, which is like eleven minutes, but not too bad. Yes, I'm going to assume that song's about Coke, too. Oh, what else could it be? Um, but the record itself, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I like very little on here, but go on. Yeah, I, w- I will say on the EP, though, the title track is like the most melodic thing they've done at this point. It's, is the, I think it might be the only thing I like like on the album. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the fastest, craziest thing they've done and also the coolest drum shit that they've done after this point. Um, it's also then, another yeah. characteristic, by the way. Uh, when they go fast, it's rare, but it's it's never. It's like they can it's do that too. Cr- but yeah. it's the. I don't know. It never feels out of. It's too seldom for it to not feel out of place. But it doesn't sound like they can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, yeah. It's a choice. Um, going on to the Hall Hallows Victim album. Yeah, I don't know. This is. That opening track, it is what it is. Um, I thought Mystic Lady, that was a little little more interesting. because Can't take it. Hate it. Really? It's just, it's just more slow stoner metal, but just not developed and still so derivative of I, Black Sabbath. And it, I, like, I, I like the guitar solo on there. I um, do see it working for people. Like I, I, yeah. I, that's, I, that's one where I can kind of, I can put it aside. I get it. I, I like when they have songs that rev up. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to everything else they do. Um, I thought the title track had potential, 
but to I we got mixed up. I thought you meant the tell track Hollow's victim. You meant what you meant uh sorry, yes. Uh the Walking Dead. Yes. Opposite for me. I like the Hollow's victim. I don't like the Walking Dead. I like the music a lot on the the title track for Hollow's victim. I should just say it. Yeah, I got this point. There's two records here that have title track. And then, yeah, his voice, I don't know, his voice is, it's only two minutes, 40 seconds. Exactly. And it's it's what I mean. It's like the craziest thing they've done. Craziest, fastest, uh, especially drum wise. And then the end of this record, woof, like, it's not awful, but like, it all just kind of runs together. Like, if you put the last, not including the outro. Or uh, the bonus track, Look Behind You. Yeah, but if you put those on like, random and shuffle i couldn't i couldn't tell you it they're they're really interchangeable i don't mind prayer for the m asses so much <laughs> i know it's masses but it has parentheses uh i i don't i don't mind either that song at all i, th- I think the doomy sections are pretty cool but uh, like just friends is I mean, Jesus Christ! It, it at that point, Scott was really good on my nerves. Yeah, I mean, because he just keeps doing it. Yeah, and it's you can do all that that fucking dramatic bullshit all you want. Just have interesting look up looks, interesting hooks, lines. Have interesting like little this, melodies. This is not a hooky or a melody band, though. Wino does it. Yeah, we'll get into when he when he comes on board, and that's, that's what I thought at this point. Oh, I guess they're just not that kind of band. Yeah. And then someone comes in and is just a better vocal line writer than this guy. And it changes everything. So he's either he's following the guitar lines note for note, which why are you even singing? It does nothing. Or he's just doing the same kind of fucking pentatonic, uh, f- like three note things <laughs> with heavy vibrato. By the way, <laughs> his vibrato is so <laughs> heavy. Like he's uh, like he's going hard, but yeah. he's pushing with everything he has every single time. He's really trying to show off. It's not necessary. Yeah. Like, I get it. I totally get it. Like you, he's your good singer. You have the voice. You can do it. These songs don't necessarily call for that. Also, I didn't realize that we have the wicked, and I just saw it. Fucking uh, fucking spot. Spot. I just saw it as well. Yeah. Fucking. Sp- what, is this that, album should sound amazing. Is that? That's the same one. Why else? SST what, spot. What Fucking, el- yeah. What else is he gonna do? Trying to look at what uh, the, the Misfits, Earth AD. Yeah, who's gonna do Meat Puppets, Minutemen? Fucking. Oh, oh yeah, Husker Do's another one we've done. Yeah, we're we're getting through the whole spot. I mean, discography. Spot was the was the SST man, and fucking honestly, like. It just reminded me how, how great SST was in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and it's so bizarre that they're on this. I mean, like, they're the only metal it's, band on SST. It's funny. It's like the token metal band. Yeah. It it works. But then, like, in the, the metal landscape, it's like, well, you know, we, we do got a few other bands that sound like this. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, but anyway, Scott is... At this point, I'm, I'm over it, and I was so <laughs> glad to see that there was a different this singer on last. Like, yeah, well, it's not his last yeah, album, for but a bit. for a while, he'll be back. Uh, but I was a little uh, beaten down by this one, a little, little disheartened. Mm-hmm. Uh, EP is a more more stomach more stomachable, which is not a word <laughs> than the album, but still, I agree. Here we go, folks. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Yep. Hell yeah! This is the introduction of Wino, 1986's "Born Too Late." <laughs> 
this feels like a very Greg Ginn type thing to do. I know it's not, but just saying in terms of like, you know, obviously they hang out. Oh, you mean like the, the, the intro? intro? Oh, the yeah. Intro. Very scraggly. Also, this already feels so much more doomy. It does. Way more evil. Yeah. One thing I didn't mention on the previous couple that is still prevalent here, bitch-ass guitar tone. There's mm. no chunk to it. There's no crunch. There's no bite. It's very, very flimsy. That's, yeah, that's also um, something I, I think bands in Seattle would end up doing better. and, and Yeah, the fuzzy... Yeah. Yeah, bands in Seattle and of course modern like Oh yeah, these days. Mo- yeah, yeah, you can do anything. Obviously, he's inspired by Ozzy, but he doesn't sound like Ozzy. Not at all. Also, this riff, this guitar riff, blows. This song is great. Yeah. That's how important his vocal lines are. They're simple, but they're they're changing the song. I I agree with that, and that's really only something I could make with, like, hindsight, knowing, like, the post-Wino stuff. Mm like how important he he is to this yeah. band. I felt it immediately with this song. With this song, I was like, this is the best song they've done yet. Without yeah. a doubt. Like, uh, yeah, you go ahead and look. Uh, yeah, it's a simple, simple three-note riff, the most generic thing ever, but somehow it feels fucking heavy and yes. badass. Obviously, best personal favorite. Same. I mean, everyone- There's a reason it's this one. This is the only St. Vitus album I own. It yeah. might stay that way. This is the only, like, it said everyone. Oh, this is the best one. It, it, it's there's no. We're not trying to be uh, edgy, controversial. We're not trying to like surprise. This is just simply the best, and there's no argument. Like if you simply the best. if if you th- can make an argument for a different album, by all means. But this is the best, dude. <laughs> like this is clearly it's the most interesting. <laughs> um, it's it's the the one I. I will just like listen to start to finish. Yeah, uh, every song is great. Yeah, the really the only song I have issue with and I shouldn't even have issue with is the Thirsty and Miserable cover. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it just it doesn't work for me, but they do what you're supposed to do with the cover. They totally change it, they make it their own. It's Completely. not a note for note cover. They do their own thing with it. Also, so. uh that is a bonus track on the Thirsty and Miserable EP. Okay. So the on streaming you'll find it all lumped together. The final three tracks are are the, the Thirsty and Miserable EP, which is, of course, the cover by Black Flag, Look Behind You, and the End of the End. All of which, uh, if you take those out and just go for the original six tracks, this is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. The, the the Thirsty and Miserable EP is fine. Uh, Look Behind You is I think is uh soup is super weak and it was it's also the bonus track on the the last album mm-hmm. with scott on vocals because apparently he recorded like a bunch of these songs and they redid they them. just redid them because uh well they had a good thing because you should definitely uh this the wino version is definitely better 
It is still not for me though. And the end of the end, I think is, is pretty kooky. Kind of cool. Um, don't love it, but it's fine. So back to, that's just but, the EP back to the album. Um, yes. The, you know, that's a, the title track we played is, you know, is a doom metal classic. It deserves it. Um, I, I love clear window paying. You get, uh, a big Tom beat, which is kind of an unusual for a band like this. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the ugliest guitars. And I mean that in the best way in like the complimenting yeah. way where like the ugly guitars work for this song. That's how, yeah. Halfway, halfway through it, everything just falls apart, completely falls apart. Like, but in a very intentional doomy purposeful like, way, chaotic way. Yeah. Very cool. And the, yeah, again, like we're, like I said, the, the, the beginning, this finally feels legitimately doomy. Yeah. Where it's like, it's slow. It's deliberate. It's heavy. Uh, and it fucking, it hits hard. It does. And then it's, it's so crazy because then you got dying inside and it's another long doom song, but it stands on its own. You know, born too late and dying inside yeah. are two totally different songs. And yeah, it's just, taps into an evil sound that i feel like they struggle with later on yeah they don't they don't do too much evil it's usually rock and pentatonic black sabbathy um which is funny because black sabbath isn't, mm-hmm. isn't really that evil sound even though like they're the most evil band in terms of you know what they created uh metal wise but yeah dying inside uh big giant empty spacious yes uh, it's very cool. It's uh, uh, it's what I love about the genre, and yeah, this nails it. Fucking the lost feeling is basically Melvin's before the Melvin's. I like I like the the concept of that song singing from the first person of depression, like depression uh, is a, a person. I thought that was a a clever thing that was very on brand with with Mister Wino. <laughs> he would uh, he would know. Oh, I bet. Uh, and. So that one does what they'll do later on as well, or eventually like every once in a while, they'll go in this very bass driven, uh, minimal, crawly, creepy kind of thing. And those are all, they always end up being my favorite Vita songs. Mm-hmm. Just the ones that are bass driven, way more minimal. I don't, I've learned. I don't care for Dave Chandler. I get it's uh, his, his band. band. <laughs> I don't like anything he does. I don't think he's a good songwriter. I don't like his playing. I don't think he's a very good guitar player. I don't like his tone. I like everybody except him pretty much. <laughs> I think he's probably a great guy. I, yeah. He did a great thing with this band. I don't love it. Yeah, I, I'll i be a little less. I, yeah, I just. <laughs> yeah, he's he needs Wino in his life, sadly. So uh, or good, good, goodly, goodly or goodly. Yeah, for better or for worse, he needs he needs Wino. They they just. Work. That's his muse. Works. Um, and uh, yeah, also like uh, everything here is, is all, is all Dave Chandler. He wrote everything, but that's the thing. Like, I know he didn't write the vocal lines, mm-hmm. which is a, which makes me think about it. Like, well, credits are, yeah. yeah. So why? So, okay. So by law, or at least by copyright law, you can't copyright a baseline. You can copyright a melody. Mm-hmm. So why? wouldn't the main vocal line be considered the melody which is being written 
And that, that's where you get into this weird gray area where you look at stuff like Danzig where he t- he gets credit for writing everything, but he clearly he didn't, didn't write everything. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Maybe the Misfits he wrote like the vast majority, which is already impressive enough. But like in, in the band Danzig, he ain't writing all that crazy, <laughs> the, the, you know, that all those licks and shit. And so what really makes this so interesting is, is Wino's contribution, which mm-hmm. is not credited. It's interesting. It's, it's interesting. It's pretty wacky world of unless he did write the vocal lines somehow and was only good at writing vocal lines when wino was in the band yeah which is hard to believe but i don't know man it it also makes me think of of jane's addiction check out that episode by the way where that sick fuck uh perry (laughs) farrell uh he that son of a bitch insisted on taking 75 percent of the cut oh that's right because uh because he said okay i wrote all the lyrics all right. Then I wrote all the vocal melodies. Plus I helped write the music. That's 75%. When it's not. Yeah. It's <laughs> not. Sorry, buddy. The lyrics aren't 25% of writing credit. That's like, some Scott Steiner math going on there. And he, he worked. He fucking got the 75%. So maybe he's right. But that's what I mean. Like clearly that counts. That That is, I mean, that's important. It's important. So what exactly is Wino doing here? Uh, mm. This is doing a lot. We'll never know. Or we already know. We just, you know what yeah. I'm uh, anyway, you know what we, how we fucking feel. It's a great album. It's it a great is, album. It is. Uh, I do see myself coming back to this one a lot. Uh, but we're not done with Wino. No, no. We got a f- few more. A few more. Yes. Hell yeah. So you ready? Yes. Hell yeah. This is 1988's Mournful Cries. It's nice to hear some uh, energy after the like doom and gloom of Born Too Late. I agree. I agree. And this is the only non-doom, doomy track on the album. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't like it. It might be my least favorite song on the album. Interesting. But I do like this album. Yeah. Right? I'm not, not that bad though. I'm gonna go out. I know this isn't like a follow-up per se. This is like what their fourth, yeah, their fourth album. Yeah, but I'm calling it a follow-up. It's basically a follow-up. Um, I was pretty disappointed. Really? I would, I would throw this in like the you know the sophomore slump category. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Let's get more into it. I don't, I don't hate it, but it's just, yeah. I do think this is a spectacularly weak opener. I don't like this song. <laughs> it, it's it's grown on me. Um, all right. Yeah. What one blur- glaring thing? Uh, Wino's vocals are mixed insanely quiet on this album. Mm, they're so it was. they're so buried. It's insane. It usually doesn't bother me, but as we've established, we quite like his contributions. Yeah. So burying him is not the best so i actually did like this album quite a bit by the way this is important uh if you're on apple i haven't checked spotify but apple fucks this album up completely it, it changes side two completely mm-hmm. so uh i don't remember where exactly so yeah on, i'm pretty on, sure spot i'm sure it's a, a streaming thing it's probably on uh yeah so side two starts 
So the the actual closer for the album is Looking Glass. That's track four streaming, <laughs> and it and it closes with the troll, which changes things a little bit. I will, okay. I'm I'm gonna have to go back and do that because my issue with the the album as is streaming is it feels a little too formulaic. You get these songs that are a little long in tooth and they're not endearing to me the way they were on the last one. Uh-huh. And it feels like it follows the format of you get the the rocker and then you get the doom song rinse and repeat until the album's over. Oh, I don't. So now I got to like think about which song is which because because the original lineup is different because I remember when, when looking glass came on and the first time I heard it on the, on the standard streaming track listing, it's like, Oh, that's the one with the acoustic intro. I was like, Oh, this is, they, yeah, haven't, done a, they I, haven't done acoustic before. I thought we were going to get a ballad there. We didn't. Did We didn't. We get, instead we got a fucking badass doom song. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> okay. But I was like, okay, that, that mixes it up, but it's also the original closer so much better as a closer because the troll, I'm sorry, I'm getting all these names mixed up and it's probably confusing for people who don't know the album, but The Troll, which I do like the song. I do think it's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. It ends so fucking wimply, wimply. <laughs> it ends like a bitch. It, it ends yeah. with the quickest fade out. Like, yeah. in, like an immediate... And instead of like a gradual... There's nothing, yeah. more, there's nothing more bitch than a quick fade out in a it, song. Yeah. So <laughs> that was what I thought the closer was. So yeah. I'm like, that's, that's it? That's the fucking yeah. album? Are you kidding me? And then when I saw that I made a playlist with their, their original track listing, ending it with Looking Glass, it's a fucking good closer. It ends okay. with, a, with a pop. I'm going to I'm gonna make a playlist and, and revisit this because the the way it is, it's this. Yeah, I think like the troll shooting gallery and dragon time, they they do feel like I said, a little long in tooth and the the format gets a little little tiresome for me here so they are long i mean again it is three, six songs in a half hour album so but this isn't even in like the bottom three worst things they've done not here. even close <laughs> not i even put close, this in the yeah. top three yeah i do like this one uh uh a lot and i i don't like the way it's produced there is a little bit more crunch to it it is technically better production than mm-hmm. that they've had before but it, it, again bearing wino is a, is a bit of a mistake and uh, even like again they, they will always until the very end do stuff that is extremely predictable and generic but sometimes it's just okay like i do i don't mind shooting gallery it is definitely predictable as fuck yeah I, I do like the doingness of it and then halfway through it speeds up and i think it kicks kicks ass but um and also you know it might be an album that like once i get away from all this and i like can listen to other things maybe when i'm not like mainlining doom metal maybe like yes listen to some hip-hop and then listen to this maybe 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 it'll grow on i do think it will because this at this point even for me i the doominess was starting to wear on me like okay this is getting a lot of there's a lot of slow lengthy songs Mm -hmm. uh I think if you, te- if you step away, it's it's just, yeah. it's pretty solid. Yeah. It's pretty solid because yeah, that's a rad album cover. I'd hate I hate for it to go to waste. It is the most fucking early eighties metal cover I lo- I've ever I, seen. I love it. I bought a a like eighties uh, movie today called Dragon Slayer. I've never seen it. I know nothing about it, but it reminded me of like a doom metal. Mm-hmm album cover and it was at the thrift store for a dollar so i'm yeah. like that's some fucking conan the barbarian shit yeah, yeah yeah i'm like you know let's i 
I'm going to judge a book by its cover. You got to. That's yeah. why they have covers. Yes. Sorry. To judge. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, saw it album, but let's just let's, let's move on. Let's yes. move on. This is 1990s. Is, oh, is it, sorry. I had it pulled. Sorry. We got to go on. This is, yeah, this one's not streaming. It's the only one not streaming, which is a bummer. Uh, is it? I'm sure it's five. Sorry. Was that, th- oh, um, is it five or V? I'm sure I it's, think five. it's five. Yeah. Fuck it. 1990s five. Now this song sucks. This is, but, <laughs> but Wino sounds good. Wino does sound good. Yeah. And I think the album sounds pretty good too. I agree too. This, yeah, yeah this kind of a misleading intro, I think. Very misleading. This, this is junior high metal riffs. It's fucking terrible. That's why I say Dick Chandler's a bad songwriter. Because this sucks, dude. He's a, he's a first draft guy. Yeah. Yeah, you get the first draft of his. Uh... Also, I don't know. I like this one more than the previous one, and I don't know why it's not streaming. Yeah. Um, I know Southern Lord did like a re-release in two thousand four, and I don't know if they still own the rights to it. But like, come on, Southern Lord. You're, yeah, you're, that... you're one of my favorite record labels. I Let's... don't understand it either. Yeah, because this is the first record not on SST. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this I think it should be screaming. Ugh, sorry, I'm like screaming. Yeah. Yeah. It should also screaming. Also but... screaming. All right. Yeah. There we go. So that's a weak opener, but this is a cool album. It has a lot yes. of stuff here. I yeah, because usually when it's not streaming, it's usually because people think it's awful. This is not or, awful. Or the band is like a shame, David, or something like that. Yeah, I I like it quite a bit. There's some some like surprising things. Like it has a stupid name, but like Ice Monkey is a Ice Monkey rules, I, dude. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's really cool. And that's uh, that's written by Wino. Yes. Also. Winer writes two songs in here. I think they're the best songs on the album. Yeah. What's the other one? When, he- when Emotion Dies, which is a little strange, and it will turn off a lot of people. Uh, oh, yeah. That. So, yeah, that has female vocals on it. The worst female vocals I have ever heard. She can't sing. How? Okay. No, listen. I want to make a statement here. Okay. How often have you ever heard a record where a female guest vocalist can't sing? Ever. Because yeah, they're the guests. Yeah. You, it's never happened except here. She, it's like it's she's weirdly toned it. I'm going to throw this on. You got to. So I will point before I throw this on. The thing that took me aback wasn't. I don't know. I don't know if she's credited on she uh, on Discogs. Um, um, the thing that Fiona, Fiona McMillan. Yeah. McMillan. Um, I think she can sing. The thing that took me back was that they are soulful vocals it is interesting yes so but the song rules i'm already i'm already on board this is a great riff it's acoustic oh fuck yeah that is that is a, like one of the more interesting you it can is argue weird, that. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it is a weird back and forth. You can argue that it is. Uh, well, actually, what's that's that? Dave on vocals. Oh, explains the, why it's. Uh, is it why? It's not why. Oh, okay. Vocals. That's 
Wino sings on Ice Monkey, which I mean, he sings on everything else, but yeah. like he plays guitar, he plays guitar on Ice Monkey. I thought this was Wino on vocals. Like, why does it sound bad? So. Dave sucks everywhere. Oh my God. Okay. So she's fine. She is doing soulful stuff, which is unusual. And it sounds kind of wonky. Dave is just missing notes on top of it. So it sounds like they're just missing harmonies with each other. Like yeah. completely. I was wrong. He sucks. She's fine. There we go. There, dude, I, I knew she was dude, fine. Dave just sucks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Having revelations in I like real the time. The song is so good. And, oh, fuck. Um, I believe black. That's yeah. like a. That should have been the opener. Yeah, it should have. It like really hits you in the feels on that one. But that's the thing, though. Like, I do. It, it, good. No, good. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, Patria kind of feels like oh Patria Petra Petra yeah that kind of like grinds to a halt there which is unfortunate because it's like right in the middle took me out a little bit but once Ice Monkey comes on and it's and Jack Frost is I I like those both so I'm like back into it it's just kind of unfortunate the placement of- I'm not I'm not a fan of of Jack Frost so much but to go back to I believe Black for a second so like that one again it's another one just sounds like a fucking high school garage band trying <laughs> to be Black Sabbath but for some reason it just kind of won me over at some point it's like it's just it's something it's just okay it's just it's not bad I don't know why but fucking uh, Patra Petra is so derivative of Sabbath. It's getting annoying. Yeah. It's, like, it's just, and it, they'll get more egregious it, it, later on <laughs> with the ripping off of Sabbath. But at that point, I'm like, I'm just so exhausted. And again, just fucking Rhino's vocals just turns regular boring ass riffs into cool song. It just opens it up. It does. It, he, he, he finds a way and he's not doing like the singing with the guitar thing. Son of yeah. a bitch just makes miracles. He just, <laughs> I mean, at this point, anyway, it's just, yeah. So again, I don't love it, but again, I could stomach it. Uh, not obviously, Ice Monkey rules. Uh, Angry Man, I think, is another uh, just horrific Sabbath <laughs> ripoff. I just can't. Oh boy. Oh, I hate it. Wow. I see Mark Adams got credited there. Oh, bass player. Yeah, he wrote this. Yeah. Oh well, he doesn't write too many songs. Uh, you can have one, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the closer mind food, I think is a strong, strong closer. It's super short, very heavy to the point, uh, more energy, more energetic than most of the stuff here. Uh, and this is the the last of Wino that yes, we'll see for a would, while. He would leave to reform the obsessed. So uh, looking forward to that episode. Oh, for sure. So an interesting. OK, so I was watching an interview with him and I, I think it was hard to make out because the man slurs quite a bit, even <laughs> when sober. But I think what happened was uh, he was having some sort of stalemate with a record label uh, over over the obsessed. Yeah, this man gets in the most standoffs. <laughs> I when you're on all the drugs, <laughs> what else is there to do? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so there was some sort of dispute or they could they wouldn't put out the record or they couldn't put out the record. Mm-hmm. So he he just I think he took it off the table, said fuck you guys, you know, and then he joined St. Vitus. Yeah. That's just what happened. He just needed something else to do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up turning the band into a good band. Yes. <laughs> and then left when he when he got his old one back. <laughs> 
Thanks. St. Vitus, Dave Chandler, you guys are so lucky uh, that happened. <laughs> We're the biggest assholes. Like, you guys lucky this fucking junkie came in and turned things around for you. Well, I mean... I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's an unfair conversation. If if that's the case, like would would we be talking about St. Vitus today? If it I were, would not, I would probably not. not. Yeah, yeah. It, it's and this is, I didn't I didn't know how I thought going in. I thought Wino was the permanent singer, permanent singer from from the album he came in. I thought he was on more albums. I thought he was on everything yeah. except for the first two. Then I realized like, he's just kind of in and out and it's not his band. He barely writes yet. Yet. He's the only thing I like about the band. <laughs> I uh, knowing what a crazy life he lives. I'm amazed somehow I've seen him live twice. Like that feels like a miracle somehow. <laughs> And it's another thing where I can't believe there isn't a more fleshed out wiki on him. I can't believe there's there, he's not more but, known. He's still pretty underground. I don't I don't know if the um the clip you saw if they included it, but someone was like, or maybe Dave Grohl said it somewhere else. Someone somewhere was like, this guy like he is like a rock star. Like he has all these like tendencies. And these clever ideas, but he's just like the rock star that like never made it. Yeah. Yeah. And, really is. and basically, yeah, like he, he, I think personalities do make bands, uh, whether you're like all in on a band, I think, I think having a personality, it doesn't necessarily have to be the singer, but I think it, it helps. It sure does. And uh, yeah, I think without, without why no. That personality factor is not there for this band. It is absolutely not because you both will, you'll, we have several more albums. So, <laughs> which is insane. We should be done. We should be done, but we are not. So, let's get ready. Oh boy, this came out 1990, 1992. Yeah, this is 1992. Uh, this is uh, COD, which is, I guess, stands for Children of Doom. Skip that intro, go straight to that. Although, the intro I do enjoy more than most stuff on this album. <laughs> Ooh, production. Ooh. Hello, production. Who got money? Suddenly they got some money. Why? Why the fuck is... I mean, I'm glad he didn't change them, but like, why the fuck is this produced by Don Dawkins? Like... <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but that Wikipedia photo of him is fucking funny. I mean, like, that is, like, glam hair metal shit. It is. So, I mean, I'm glad he didn't, like... Oh, boy. Hold on. You gotta hear these vocals. This is singer Christian Linderson. His only album with this band. And he is the worst singer. It is crazy to hear like this booming bass and bass drums now. Yeah, like the, the drums sound the most 80s, but everything else sounds pretty good. I want everyone to, to soak in these vocals for a second. Hold on. Okay, okay. That's the range you're getting from this guy. All yeah. right, all right, no more. No more because uh, Worsley's favorite. Same. We we did we it. We lined up. It's been a long, it's been a long time. Long fucking time. It's been months, months <laughs> since we've lined up. The, 
Oh my god. This, this fucking guy this is, is so bad. That shouldn't be streaming. I couldn't. I was blown away because as you all heard, that production comes in giant, fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. I thought Wino was still in the band. Nope. And then this guy starts singing and my hopes and dreams were just shattered. He that that chorus is not only the most offensive thing on the album to me, one of them anyway, but it's also the, the best representation of what he can do vocally. Damn near nothing. We are the children of do And you does nothing. Do not need fucking 60 plus minutes of it. This is the longest album. It's over an hour. I can't believe how bad this fucking thing is. It's fucking exhausting. But yeah, that's just like cookie cutter stuff. Uh, it makes me grow fond for old scotty riegers scott riegers at least is interesting i may not like what he does but holy shit he's doing something this guy is doing nothing he's taking up space these songs this would be an infinitely better album instrumental and these aren't exactly the best riffs it just would be better anyway because yeah i was like you know the first song didn't wow me but you know maybe maybe this will grow and then on planet of judgment i wrote these vocals are just serviceable he, that's it he is literally just following the guitar line yeah he's lit i mean i've said it in the past but he's exactly doing yeah that. it's just a singer like they it doesn't there had to be someone better there were there was a, almost anyone better but let's think planet of judgment is fine like there's two songs that i think are fine it's planet of judgment and plague of plague of man which i think plague of man is the only one that's an okay song planet of judgment uh it, it's just okay. It gets better as it goes on. The vocals get worse as it goes on. <laughs> but uh, Plague of Man is one of the stronger Doom Doom tracks on here. It still doesn't hold a candle to the, the earlier stuff, but yeah, it's all right. I mean, Christian really is ruining the song. The I, riffs are okay, though. I like. I started checking out on that song. I had to like pause it, go for a walk, and then come back to it because I was just like... It's a bit much. These songs are so fucking bored on this one. Very lengthy. That I mean, that is an eight-minute song. Uh, um, I am screaming banshee. You get a little oh, bit yeah. more high energy. Yeah. But also, there were some like riffs on there where it sounded like he, uh, Dave's like dipping into like Ramones a little bit. It's terrible. It's punky and generic. Yeah. yeah it's, it's it's punky, but every punk band did it better. Every single one. Sure. Uh, Jesus. Um. Shout out to Skeleton. I mean, that's one where there's, there's, there's no there's no variety. It's nothing. There's a few examples, but that one, when I say these riffs are half written, mm-hmm. I'm being generous, dude. <laughs> it, it's like it feels like he started writing a riff and then just stopped. And that's, yeah. there it is. Hey, we're song. It's a song now. I think that's what they did with this fucking album, honestly. And why is it so long? Hey, uh, it's oh. just, it is an album that does not need to exist. Um, oh, and then thing. I know, I know you you hate imagine imagination, man. Oh, because yeah. that is some old timey rock and roll shit. Right oh, there. it sucks. Yeah. Oh, it sucks real bad. <laughs> yeah, hate it, hate it. Uh, and fear is another interesting one because it's it's happy sounding. And it still fucking blows, but it, it's weird and to a, have like a, a happy doom song. Yeah, I think in the in a sea of forgettable things, that one's kind of elevated a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, for me, that was like something where I was like, you know, not great. It's but at least it's, different. It I don't ha- out. Yeah. I don't like it at all, though. Uh, what else oh. is actually different on here? Oh, getaway. Yeah. What is like? 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think musically that is real interesting. Like they're doing like the guitar riff he plays over like the tom beat. The drums yeah. are by far the most interesting and best thing about that song. I was like, is this like proto Tool? Although I guess Tool started in '92, but like. I was just like, why is this making me think of Tool? That's fucking... The drums are pretty wild. It's very Out of yeah. all... Yeah, out of all the albums, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one, like, real, like, oh, it genuine... Goes yeah. It goes hard. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And it has, like, a really edgy, dramatic intro. I don't think it works, ultimately, but... And it's also seven fucking boring minutes. It's only the drumming that makes it at all like, Talk, worth listening to. Talking about it, it's probably the only song I'll go back to... I just to yeah. like make sure I feel the way I do. I still won't, but I do understand. I, I, the, I, it, I do appreciate uh, a, a good a good drumming every when I want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. I mean, there's not pretty much. The only got left uh, is like a transition track and a closer, and the, the closer is uh, "Hollow's Victim Exhumed," mm. which is uh, more of the same. It's average as shit. I dude. wish it was "Hollow's Victim 2. Oh Jesus! T O O. Oh, "Hollow's Victim" as well. <laughs> In addition, "Hollow's Victim." Uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking. It's miserable. Uh, this is, and I, I, I had a feeling this would be worse uh, on first listen. And by the end, there was zero, zero, zero doubt. This is just so holy crap, man. Yeah. I mean, as we've established, Dave is already not a strong riff writer. No. And then you throw in the most bland vocalist I have heard in a long time. I mean, Jesus Christ. Last week, we did fucking Scratch Acid. Week before, we did the Sugar Cubes. We had two of the most insanely insane, insane and interesting and in Bjork's case, amazing vocalist, mm -hmm. and then you get this guy. <laughs> we are the children of Duke. Yeah, fucking a man. It is quite the the world we live in. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but both of our worst and least favorites. So uh, here we go. We're we're ready to move on. We're ready to move on. So now we got Scott back. Yes, we got we got Scott back. At, at least. <laughs> I, well, we're, we're going to talk about it. This is 1995's Die Healing. Having some issues oh, is for whatever Apple's reason. So I'm going. If I have to like skip around and then go back to it. There we go. I thought maybe. Maybe. I thought maybe as well. I thought maybe real hard. Yeah. Just ends up being bad. Uh, I, I would say lower end of okay. I'm gonna be a little more generous. Okay, all right, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Apparently, Chandler's real big on this album for some reason. I read that as well. Yeah. And, uh, I, I can see how I don't see eye to eye with this guy. Yeah. 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 Just generally. album was like the unpolishedness like it has its charms and now when everything is clean I'll tell you oh, 
I'll tell you what's happening now. Sure, please. I think we all get the, the idea. Yeah. It's not going to change that much. What happened, I believe, was Scott took a little cue from our buddy King Diamond mm. hard. Sure. And who wouldn't? Really? This whole record, and he's on one more, he is just copying King Diamond. His, and I don't mean like the, eh, everyone thinks the, the falsetto when they think King Diamond. I don't mean that. I mean his fucking dramatic the barks, choice, yeah. the fucking Muppet, that shit, yeah. the the theatrical kind of yelling lines, uh, yelling one line and then singing one line and then yelling a line and then doing voices. He's doing all of that here. Mm-hmm. He's doing, he's going full King Diamond, except instead of going falsetto, he does his fucking lounge act music. Like it is unbearable. <laughs> I hate this album. <laughs> Um, yes, there are not a lot of bright spots no, on here. No. Um, I think one mind is the example. Like if you do one song to like hear what Mike is talking about, the following track one yeah. mind, he runs the gamut of all those things you were just talking about. Not just him, but the song itself is the most egregious hand of doom ripoff I've ever heard. Yeah. Put it on. Just <laughs> hey, okay. I want you all to before he puts it on to just remember the song "Hand of Doom" by Black Sabbath. Now, side note: there's a um, what's the uh, other druggy from Caius Queens of the Stone Age? Um, not Josh Homme. <laughs> Nick Oliveri. Black yes. Sabbath tribute band with a lady called Ham- Hand of Doom, and it's very cool. Because oh, really? I don't know when we'd ever talk about that, but that is a very cool like tribute band thing. Anyways, instead we have this original song called One Mind. <laughs> slower it's not even that much slower yeah <laughs> it actually might be a little faster there's a couple different notes but you know where they got the inspiration Ten hundred percent yeah okay i think you get the idea holy shit that song blows <laughs> oh my god i i think i could tolerate one thing on here like as its own thing and that isn't that is sloth i think because mm-hmm. that goes again to, i was gonna say what yeah, the same that, song yeah same song what i said it's, the very beginning about the the bass driven kind of creepy crawly stuff yeah it's just that's it's that kind of thing it's kind of disturbing how in lockstep we are about this band <laughs> this band oh man like it's it scott is annoying for sure but it is a real doom song it's it's pretty it's pretty damn good yeah i wrote i wrote uh, i liked it but uh also if i if i want to be a dick about it it's boring boring boris the song uh, yeah i guess so it is eight <laughs> minutes too so here, here's the thing where the, the last album as bad as it was i found two things on there that i was okay with like mm-hmm. sort of I found one thing on this album that I was okay with. I technically, I think there are more good songs on that shit album than here. Except except the bad songs here aren't as offensive as the bad songs on that one. Sure. Like overall, it is better. It's just still bad though. 
yeah, this this is a bunch of uh, stubbing your toe where the other one is like the bad songs are like outright assault. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> it's still a bummer. Uh, and it, it really, I can't even blame it all on Scott because the riffs are just so weak. Uh, and again, just you've heard it before or it sounds like a kid wrote it, which is the meanest thing I've ever I'm sorry, Dave. I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a great guy, but uh, holy but, crap, I hate this. But also like some bands can get away with being dinosaurs like Slayer or, or Motorhead because they have like this this sound or this like unique thing to them. A character to it. Yeah. yeah where like here it's just like... You know, maybe maybe their shtick in the eighties was cute and unique, but like, you know, this is this is right after grunge. Yeah, I, and oh, I know this is ninety five, man. Holy yeah, there God. is no shortage of good slow heavy music around this time. We too. already had both Lysol and Bullhead. Yeah, like. Yep. I think we have to, we have a little bit to get got some competition there. Like for sure, for sure. It doesn't feel like they they stepped up to. You know what this reminds me of? This, oh. this reminds me of the metal equivalent of Devo, mm, where they yeah. they pioneered this whole thing. They were super innovative at the time, and then in the nineties, they just kind of kept doing it, and they didn't I, change it or involve upon it at all. Yeah, it reminds me of like a. Uh, Take your sports, whatever sports you like. You know, someone comes in, comes into the league real good, real hot. But uh, then people adapt. Now you got footage of them. Now you got tape. Now you got people coming in who are inspired by them, who are better, and they refuse to change. And it's just that's I don't believe this. And they end up on the bench for sure. Dave, you're on the bench. I don't believe Dave (laughs) is refusing to change. I and it, I it, I you think it's like what he knows in his, in his I soul. Don't, I don't think I think this is just what he does. I think he's mm-hmm. playing exactly what comes out of him, which is good. Good that he's doing that. I don't like it, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's offering anything that much different. And that's why, like, he needs a collaborator. And that's like you, I was saying earlier about character. Like, yeah, honestly, if you're a fan of this band, you 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 can't really argue. I can't or I can't really argue with that person. Uh, that Motorhead is doing anything better or, or Slayer is doing anything better because they both of those are absolutely doing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. We just prefer it because we like how they do it. Sure. I think in Motorhead's case, it's it's Lemmy's voice and then in Slayer or, or, his, or his bass tone or the uh, fucking yeah. just the, the style of the style of rip and Slayer. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Jeff and Carrie just got riffs on riffs. So, and if you feel that way about St. Vitus, God bless you. Uh, but for this album, going in, listening to it a couple of times, Scott Riegers is the most characteristic thing on here. Mm-hmm. And I hate him. And also King Diamond did it better. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I get out of it. Yeah. Going in blind. Yeah. Uh, so they broke up after this. Yes. Uh, what did they broke up the following year? 96. They would go on a bit of a hiatus if you want to call it that a little bit, little bit. Um, and then, yeah, they would reunite for a one-off gig with Wino in 2004 and then a full tour in 09, which maybe is when I saw them mm-hmm. around that time. Uh, unfortunately, original drummer Akosa would leave the band due to health issues and he passed away 2010 Jeez. due to 
ah, I'm tongue tied. Heart problems, uh, basically. Yeah, art- arterial complications. Arterial yeah, it complications. Sounds, sounds like heart problems. And they bring in this guy. Uh, What's his H- name? Henry Vasquez. Oh, yeah, Henry Vasquez. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't think he's really known for anything, but no. it, yeah, unfortunate when. You know, outside of singers, it's really hard to keep the the band intact like that. So. Oh, it's in, yeah, like, uh, dude, yeah, especially like people take for granted drummers and stuff, but uh, <laughs> that that go, that's a that's a big one. It's it's important. Like people really do take for granted, like when a drummer dies or leaves. Like uh, that's why I mean, I brought up a long time ago, but the fucking band um, Sun City Girls, where. That was one I really respected because I really liked that band, a crazy experimental band. And as soon as the drummer died, they're like, we're done. We're done. Nope. Nope. We are not. It's too, too paramount. Yes. To sound. But anyway, uh, yeah. You ready? I'm ready. So this is the reunion. This is uh, 2012's Lily F65. He's back. This feels so good. Yeah. This isn't even, in my opinion, not an even an amazing album. I don't think it's a good album at all. <laughs> but I'm just like, this is the uh, the Force Awakens for Saint Vitus. It just needed to be okay. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels nice and warm. I love his voice. He's fits so much better with this band than anyone else. Yeah. It is also kind of nice to hear like mo- more modern production. Oh yeah, like yeah. you finally get like the big boom. Finally sounds yeah. Finally sounds very good. This song blows. <laughs> like those are spectacularly my... weak riffs. <laughs> I think I was, yeah, I was just like, oh, he's he's back. I'm glad he's back. Yeah. I was pretty let down by this album and that opener. However, what is it that I always say? That Wino songs are the best songs. Yeah. Fucking Vertigo. Ver- Vertigo is so fucking good. So good. It's I is it they're one of their few. I'll say one of their few instrumentals. Yeah, like, there's, there's one of the instrumental on here. Uh, well, I just don't like. Probably, it's probably a wino thing. Like, there's not really a lot of melodies in this band, but like when they do, when he does, when he does it. Because again, it's it's a, a more of the the fucking uh, acoustic, atmospheric, pretty kind of thing, which they only they only do when he's there because mm-hmm. he writes it. It's two minutes. It's the best thing that they've done in like three albums. Yes. <laughs> just, it's so crazy. It's, um, it's gone immediately. It's over immediately because this is, I mean, the rest are doom songs. I do like how unhinged the bleeding ground is. Because um, mm. usually doom, you know, it's it's noisy. It's not pleasant, but it is. There's a certain rhythm and formula to it. I and, do like the the fast bit at the end. Yes. Yeah. Um, also... After Wino left, I feel I kind of skipped over it, but you know the the albums following his exit, I feel like they kind of struggled to write evil riffs. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like they're just like Sabbath without the evil, and yeah. you know, uh, particularly one song which I'm blanking on. Oh, uh, waste of time. 
Waste of time. That yes. one, yes. yes. Bring bring some evil back in. Very it. sickly. Very good. Because they also have a very cool logo. Oh, yeah. I the think V with the, the cross. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, songs like that really fit the aesthetic of the For band. sure. That's like, man, that, that song actually rules. It's the first really doomy thing on here. Like, uh, yeah. Really, the only thing it. that pissed me off is withdraw because, like, you could have just tacked oh, it. withdraw, yeah. You could have just tacked that on the end of dependence. It's, or it's, cut it completely. completely. One of the two. Because <laughs> well, let's talk about dependence slash withdrawal. Because dependence, I get it. I get it. They're like, yeah. Fucking yin and yang. Or not yin and yang, but, yeah. you know, fucking two sister songs. The withdrawal is not a song. Dependence is the song. And then at the end, it goes full full feedback nothing happening all atmosphere uh for like a couple minutes and then it goes into withdrawal which just continues the feedback for three and a half minutes so you get 10 minutes of mostly feedback yeah yeah i mean there's like two minutes independence of feedback i think that was that was good enough i think i felt like that was good enough a minute yeah i'm sure it's a conceptual thing uh I don't care. <laughs> it's, yeah. fucking, it's boring. I'm very selective with my ambient and noise stuff where it is placed on a... I don't even... I couldn't even tell you how or when, yeah. why I care for other ones. It's, a, it's not oh, a, yeah. It's an exact science, yes. how feedback works. Some people just can do it really yeah. well. But the, the song Dependence, I think, is rad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, not... No bad songs on here, but... Um, I find stuff to be pretty average. Maybe not blatantly it's, bad. It's nothing I'm going to be like, yo, you got to check this out. And, no. Yeah. I think Let Them Fall is the most offensively boring thing on here for me. Mm. Just riff-wise. Because I also don't care much for Blessed Night. Um, but again, it's it's inoffensive. It's just... It's not, it's not the worst thing ever. Um yeah, it's not exactly a, a full return to form, but it is a hell of a lot better than yes. the last few. Yes. Uh, but I know it's gone again after this. Yeah. So 2015, they would start performing shows with Scott Riegers for the first time in 20 years for the... I don't know how many people like that. I'm sure someone does. And if you are good for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then another unfortunate, um, thing with bassist Mark Andrews, he could no longer perform due to Parkinson's. So Jesus Christ, he didn't pass away. But if you're a musician and you get something that affects your playing, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine this fucking God damn, that's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, and then, yeah, like Mike said, you know, incident trying to play in Norway and, you know, bringing meth. And I mean, I, I get it. Like even watching that old interview, he was saying all the stuff. And, and I thought like, well, the second he goes on tour, he's relapsing because mm. that takes a lot of work to be able to f- resist and be around it. And some people just simply cannot be around it. Yeah. I don't know how, I mean, maybe he's that kind of guy, but some people that recover can be around people doing that and it's not a problem others cannot yeah everyone's different exactly so i think like well if he goes on tour he's gonna get bored and he's gonna get a little anxious probably and he's probably gonna get the itch yeah and sure enough 
Man, meth came a knocking. Yeah. And so did the police. And Norway said, you can't come in. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so is that a death reference? Oh, no. I, I oh, was thinking that. of uh, Lil Richard. Oh, that, that is. You keep on knocking, but you, you can't, can't come. Yeah. Uh, Too bad Lil Richard has 100 albums. Oh, Oh, yeah. Also, your favorite form of rock and roll music. Oh, I hate it. I think he was important. I don't like necessarily the music, though. Uh, (laughs) But we got one left, and this doesn't have a wiki on it, so mm. we're just going to be going by what we wrote down. Uh, Who's ever credited on Discord. (laughs) Exactly. So this came out 2019. This is the second self-titled St. Vitus record. More solid ass production. The vocals, pretty okay. much. And this isn't exactly the most riveting riff. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, but I was gonna make a, a weird comparison once the vocals come in. When you're with Wino, it's like you're dead at your dad's all weekend eating, eating ice cream for dinner, staying up late. And now you're back with boring old mom. mom. Mm. I don't think this is a bad riff here though this is a good riff this got some some beefiness yeah. to it yeah very sludgy what is the uh you miss me back oh, oh what's the the current bass player on this album pat Pat Bruders. Well, what's he from? I see he has his own. Unlike everyone else, not in Blino, he actually has his own. Uh, oh, he's from Down. Oh. And Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And Crowbar. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's been around. All right. Uh, oh. So, Scott is back and he's doing the exact same shit. <laughs> If if you like Riegers, uh, this is Saint Pinus, yeah, I'm sure. If you like Riegers, this album's dynamite, dude. It's actually not that bad. There's aside some, from him, there's some bangers on here. There's some like I actually like Prelude too. Yes, yes, I do too. Yeah, he also. But to be fair, he's not going full asshole in that song. He's going. He's a lot more mellow, yeah. a lot more toned down. And yeah, to my surprise, 12, 12 years. Twelve years. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> In my opinion, this is probably like the second best Scott album. Honestly, I, I could go either way between this and the first the first album. Yeah. Like, this isn't that bad at all. He's annoying as fuck, but everything else. I, I think a low point on here is the song Wormhole. Indeedy doody. The, the, his choice in vocal performance is laughable on there. Awful. Yes. How, also, the... The fucking main riff is just a shittier knockoff of Black Dog. I think not Black Dog. Yeah, I think Black Dog. Zeppelin? Yeah, Zeppelin. Put it on, put it on. Maybe I'm thinking of a different song. Hold on, yeah. Also, I will say with that, um, 
wormhole. That's the song we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I'm, you know, you're not a lyric man, but uh, I noticed, I thought maybe it was an accident or coincidental. All the lyrics are callbacks to other songs. Interesting. Um, he says things about window panes, zombies, and white stallions. Let's see. Oh, this is Wormhole? This is Wormhole. Did it do one of the things where the song jumped on it? It did. Yeah, that it did not, one of the... Like, that's Hourglass, and that song is pretty good. Or, or no, that's, <laughs> that is, that's, that's 12, 12 years in two months. Sorry. Like, did, why is this good? <laughs> it did the thing where the song jumped on me. This is a slow version of Black Dog. <laughs> right? It's, it's the first half of the Black Dog riff, but slower and repeated. Oh, man, I'm so, so glad I do this with you, because... <laughs> it's... What the hell, man? You're so good at catching that shit. <laughs> I just can't forget a riff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys here. Yeah. If you guys don't hear the similarities, you're out of your fucking mind. Also, I think I just get, like... Especially a band like this where everything's so samey, I th I think I get like a little lost in the uh, the Saint Vitus sauce. I uh, I, I uh, mistakenly said Hourglass a second ago. So since we're speaking we're speaking of riffs that sound like other riffs, tell me, Alex. Yes. Tell me that main riff doesn't sound just like Wicked Pussycat on fucking Hourglass. Yes. Does Tell it me take that. a while to come in? No, it shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> I accidentally queued something up because I thought we were <laughs> not done speaking about the album. I thought we were done listening. So, Hourglass. <laughs> yes! I like the way, hey. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> my favorite, favorite Dan Zig song. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, what were you gonna say? I don't even know. I'm this wicked. They wicked pussycat in they me. They sure did. I don't even. Let me, let me look at some notes. <laughs> oh, fucking city park. Get the fuck. Oh, uh, you don't like that one? That was the swampy one where it's just kind of like, I don't want to say riffs. But it's barely a song. Yeah, it's yeah. mostly just sounds. I guess it's more creative than, than withdraw, at least. No, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I think the creepiness works. I like the darkness of it. Uh, and it's, it's not really that much of a song. Uh, so I can't really complain that much. Uh, it's unnecessary, but I think in terms of unnecessary tracks, it's not bad. Um, and then I will say useless is, you know, it's kind of uh, an, an ode to hardcore punk, it sounds like. It is a hardcore punk song. It is high speed. Full, I think I believe that's Dave on vocals. Uh, I'm, I'm almost certain. But much like uh, the the Sabbath influence, it really doesn't not really content to do anything wacky or crazy. It's. Oh, hardcore punk. It is a hardcore it is straightforward. I kind of like it just because they've never it's gone something different. Yes. They've never gone full hardcore punk. It's short. It is the only song in the entire discography that's like that. It's novel. I'll yeah. take it. And it's uh, over immediately. Yeah. So yeah. Uh we uh we did it. I was not expecting to talk about them this long. Dude, nor was I. But also, I wasn't expecting this this album to be this not that bad. Like yeah. man, I was expecting Oh shit! Show just they each 
album needs to cement cod's place is the is the worst album they've ever done and it really <laughs> will never top how bad that one is it's just it's remarkable it's remarkable how bad that one came out i think i think they're safe no matter i think they're all right yeah yeah no matter how many i mean we're we're running out of members here though it's so. true. we got one left well, one and a half left if you count scott and if you if you want to be generous and say th- three members with uh why not yeah oh man but god bless them man they really help pioneer a genre that no one likes but i would do really respect and i do like it it, it is interesting because yes like they born too late is like you know, I think it is everything people say it is yeah. like a, a watershed moment for the genre and all that stuff. But then it's just like we said, they their peers adapted and did it way better. Or they built the Upon, subgenre. Yeah. yeah, they created something bigger with it. And these guys just kind of stuck with the formula. This, Not even the formula, just stuck with what they, the foundation. Yeah, I guess. they stuck with the foundation. Yeah. Uh, but still doesn't mean that uh, there isn't some some gems to be had along the way although yes. and uh, yeah introduced us to wino so although i guess he would have he had the obsessed he, he did he would have he would have found a way but the obsessed isn't doomy right they're they're a little bit more on the the punk other kind of well i don't even know what they're like a hybrid of a bunch of stuff no they're kind of like not the same sounding but but they, they definitely have that rock that hard rockness to it I'm assuming just because everything Wino does kind of has that. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. They get the stoner metal. Yeah. Doom yeah. metal. Yeah. But um, I would be interested in doing that now. Oh, yeah. Well, now, it's, it's, now people. Will, now we've opened the door to the. All right. I guess we, did, we opened the door to the Wino verse with the shrine builder. That's episode. why Edward requested this yes. because of because of that. Uh, but uh, short, quick, easy recap. Uh, best personal favorite born too late please listen to that album if you have it worse least favorite cod it's the fucking van halen three it is of, the van halen three of saint vitus's discography and same picks for me and that's uh cut and dry this was very cut and dry yep. uh but thank you so much for listening and watching thank you editor for for pledging and supporting us and requesting this i hope you were not displeased with our relentless <laughs> relentless analysis <laughs> well you know what else are we that's we got what we nothing. do that's the podcast we got nothing also uh since, since we're done with the episode uh uh new lens new light setup the video looks a little different i think we got it for next episode we got to brighten them up a little bit okay it's too warm too warm I, I gotta do some color correcting uh and it's also making the tv brighter the tv is the brightest thing in the room is that what that is yeah Okay. It's, it's changing things because the TV is so bright. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm getting the uh, if anybody gets headaches, I'm getting I'm getting like the auras, but that has nothing to do with. The, OK, uh, I, hope, I hope not. No, 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 nothing to do with the setup. But uh, but uh, I, I am so the second I fucking bought this lens, I was like, oh, baby, oh, it's going to get round. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just the shit I geek out about. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's nothing to do with anything. Thanks so much for listening and watching and hanging out. Supporting us. If you like the video, please like the video and share it and leave comments. Leave comments. Tell the algorithm you like us or tell it you hate us. I don't fucking care. Just make us be seen. Tell a friend you like us. You make your that. friends listen to us. Make your family listen to us. Maybe. Fuck your family, but your friends, <laughs> unless you have a really cool family, but th- 
really, if you, if you, because if you're, if you watch this far, you're a weirdo who likes weird music, who likes music no one else likes. We need you. We need people like you. We need more of you fucking weirdos because these are the people we talk to. These are the people we like. These are the people we have things in common with. These are the people we want listening to the fucking podcast, to be honest. And, and like Mike said at the top, top of the hour, I don't even know if I'm using that correctly, you know. Close enough. the, the Discord is coming soon so you can communicate with fellow we, weirdos. We want to bring these fucking outcasts and losers and deadbeats and probably going to be alone forever. <laughs> I, I want us all in the same pool because it's all males here, by the way. <laughs> we just all hang one giant male pile of men. We, it's going to be a good time, dude. It's going to be a great time. Also, I don't know if they know this, but we used to joke, or I used to joke early on, This the foundation for this podcast was married women. Like, Oh, yeah, that's true. Hillary, Connie, and Ariana were like the the regulars. That's true. Yeah. That's true. When we, we started. So. Dude, we've expanded <laughs> to just dudes. I'm, <laughs> it's I'm, gone I'm in the total opposite direction. <laughs> Complete opposite. <laughs> but anybody who wants to fucking talk about scratch acid, Come join us, man. Come join us on the Patreon. Come join us on anywhere. Just fucking hang out, dude. If you have cool wino stories or links to interviews, I would I would like to see those. Oh, yeah. So uh, that was one giant way to say patreon.com slash JPL member. Uh, yeah, the bonus episodes, uh, I start talking. I've, I've been discussing my fucking collection of really, really, really weird, obscure records that I think are delightful and should be worth checking out. Uh, we do loose ends. Of course, anybody who knows us knows Lou Sands. If we miss an album from a band or if a band that we've covered previously puts out something new, we throw it on a Lou Sands. Patreon gets it months in advance, uh, almost even permanently in advance. Uh, you get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next. You get 20% off all our merch. And if you're tier two, baby, if you're tier two, then you get to suggest artists for us. Uh, get us to cover exactly who you want us to cover, just like Edward. Uh, so... Go ahead and do that. Uh, yeah. Spotify playlist on St. Vitus. You can find a link in the description. We got plays associated with every, every single episode, except for two, because the bands were very, very hard to find. Just ignore that. Find them all at everyalbumever.com. You can follow you can follow me on all social media at Pander Monkey. And you can follow Alex on Instagram. At Mother Puncture. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. So I think that about does it. Yes, sir. So what we gonna listen to i think we're gonna do a clear window pane here because uh yeah. gotta i feel like we got a taste of some other things and i like that i like that song hell yeah so thank you so much for listening and watching see ya